I've read all the books, I've taken piles of classes, and the tests, lots of tests. You can listen to lectures or write dissertations on research. You can spend time in the library, write essays on the material from class. But there are some things you learn outside the classroom, some formation of the soul that can't come from a book. There are some lessons that only God in the backdrop of plain old life can teach you. And these are the lessons that form your character, the ways God molds and shapes his pupils. A new type of classroom. Young Adults University. What is up, YA? You guys are too kind. You guys are too kind. I don't think that applause is deserved, but I appreciate it. Um, I'd recommend maybe saving some claps for later just in case I actually say something good. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Aaron and I have the honor and privilege of interning at the best young adult ministry in the world. Somebody get excited, pumped up about that. Guys, God is so good and it's a good day to be at YA. Guys, I hope you all had a wonderful Easter. I know that I did. I know that I'm thankful that Jesus is alive. I know that I'm thankful that he conquered the grave and now lives in us and we have a hope today. Guys, I'm so excited to be here. I hope that you're excited to be here. I'm also excited for the fact that it's almost summertime. Is anybody else excited about the fact that it's almost summertime? Oh my goodness, I cannot wait for warm weather and sunshine. I cannot wait to get outside. And for those of you who don't know, or maybe you forgot, we live in one of the most beautiful places in the world that offers endless activities for us to do. I know from myself, I'm about to head to the mountains. I'm about to do some camping and some hiking. I'm probably gonna head to REI and spend way too much money on a pair of wool socks and maybe like a vacuum sealed water bottle that does way more than I actually need it to do, um, but at least it'll make me look adventurous, and at least it'll make me look like I belong in the woods. Um, there's got to be at least one mountain hippie type person up in here that can shout amen to that. Seriously, we live in Colorado. And guys, just in case you forgot, we live in Colorado, and our Denver Broncos are still the world champions. Somebody get pumped up about that. Seriously, that is amazing. Like, it's not very often that your team is the Super Bowl champions, and I know there's got to be at least one Debbie Downer in here that's like, listen, bro, that was like a few months ago. It's in the past. You should probably move on. Listen here, fella. Until all 32 NFL teams lace them up again next season and somebody other than the Denver Broncos wins the Super Bowl, we are going to celebrate our victory here in Denver. Somebody get excited. <laughs> Guys, the Broncos literally has nothing to do with my sermon. I just wanted to talk about them for a second. Um, I want to take a second to recognize the amazing team that I get to work with. 
Um, first and foremost, can we please give it up for our fearless leader, Jesse Davis? Yes. That is so deserved. Guys, I hope that you know how, how blessed we are to have Jesse and her husband, John, as our leaders. They love you guys so much, and they give everything they have to this ministry. Jesse and John, wherever you are, I want you to know how much you mean to me. I love you guys so much. Jesse, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to speak tonight. Jesse, thank you for being the leader that you are. Thank you for being my pastor. And thank you for being my friend. Yeah, we can clap for that. Jesse, your passion and your zeal for Jesus and the vision that you have for this generation is nothing short of awe-inspiring. And I can say that you have sown so much into this ministry over the years, and I am just one of countless lives that have been changed because of this ministry. And I want to say thank you for that. It is an honor to work with you. I want to give a shout out to the rest of the YA team that I get to work with. My boys Doug and Connor and Sam and the rest of the ladies on the squad, Whitney and Charlotte and Rachel and Aaron. Can we please give it up for those guys? They are seriously the most amazing team. Like it's an honor and privilege that I get to work with them every day. I'm so thankful for them. I could seriously go on for hours about how awesome and how gifted each and every one of them are. I don't have that kind of time, but I wanted to at least recognize them tonight and say thank you to you guys. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for all that you do for me. Thank you guys for being my friends. And certain, last but certainly not least, I want to give a shout out to my amazing family that's here tonight. Uh, my mom and my dad and my brother and sister. Can we please give it up for my family? Yeah. They're sitting right up here. Um, guys, I can't tell you how blessed I am to have seriously one of the godliest families anyone could have ever asked for. Um, I would not be where I am or who I am if it wasn't for them. And I'm so thankful for them and I'm so thankful that you guys are here tonight. Your guys' love and support means the world to me. You have always been a picture to me about how good our God is. And I'm so thankful for that. And I love you guys so much. Guys, tonight is the first night of our series, YA University. This series gives myself and my fellow intern, Rachel, the opportunity to speak to you guys about a lesson that God has taught us over the years. And I just want to say that I'm excited and it's an honor to stand before you today. It's an honor to stand before my friends, my peers. And I want you to know that I've been praying for you. I've been praying for this night, I've been praying for this message, and I am so expectant for what God is going to do, what he's going to speak in this place, because he is good. Guys, before we get into the message, would you guys please pray with me so we can invite the Holy Spirit to be here? Jesus, I love you so much. And God, I thank you. God, I thank you for who you are, and I thank you for what you've done. God, I thank you for this ministry. God, I thank you for what you're doing in this ministry, what you're doing through this ministry. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come. 
Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and speak to our hearts. I ask that you would come and ready our hearts to receive what you have to say. Father God, I pray that nobody leaves here, nobody in here leaves here the same. They leave here changed. They leave here more fulfilled. They leave here more like your son, Jesus. Father God, this is your stage and it's not mine. Holy Spirit, I ask that these would be your words and not mine. Jesus, I love you so much, and I thank you in advance for what you're going to do tonight. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Raise your hand in here if you like to be comfortable. Anybody in here? Seriously, be honest. Okay. It looks like most of you are raising your hands in here, which means that most of you are telling the truth. Seriously, if you're not raising your hand, you're straight up lying. And guys, we're in church. Don't lie. Lesson number one, let's close in prayer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> guys, seriously, if we are honest with ourselves, we all love to be comfortable. It's amazing. It's, there's seriously nothing better. It's the greatest. And if you guys are not willing to admit it, then I will. I love being comfortable. Seriously, like, there's nothing better than coming home after, like, a long day's work, kicking off the shoes, putting on my Nike plush comfort sweatpants, maybe my Red Rocks Church t-shirt. Thank you, Red Rocks Church, for making the softest, most comfortable t-shirts in the world. If you've worn their t-shirts, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down on my leather couch, my super comfortable leather couch. You know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to put on my super comfortable soft blanket. Oh yeah. So good. Guys, I'm going to order some comfort food. You guys know what I'm talking about. I'm going to order some pizza. Probably a chicken bacon ranch pizza with extra cheese. Don't you dare judge me. That pizza will change your life. Seriously, it will change your life. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw on Netflix. I'm going to throw on an episode of the best show of all time, hands down, one of the most comfortable shows of all time, Friends. Do we have any Friends fans in the house? Yes. Seriously, such an incredible show. Guys, Rachel in season two? Oh, my gosh. Like, praise God. Seriously. She is such a babe. <laughs> Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, here's the thing. I clearly have issues. Your picture of comfort might look different than mine, and that's okay. You know, for the ladies in here, maybe your picture of comfort is like no high heels, no makeup, the baggiest, softest clothes that you can find chilling at your house with your best girlfriends, probably eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream, <laughs> cookies and cream flavor, I just have to add that. And you guys are probably gonna be watching The Notebook. Let's be honest. Seriously, stuff to, like, any ladies in the house like this picture I'm painting up here? Seriously, it's a masterpiece. This sounds incredible, like no judgment from me. I know for my boys Doug and Connor, they're most comfortable when they're wearing these like 
three-quarter leg length, workout spandex tight things, like a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. I know this because they seriously wear it every single day to work. And they won't shut up about it. Like, Aaron, you gotta try these workout spandex tights. Like, they're so much more comfortable than regular underwear. Like, you're missing out. Seriously, they're probably in here right now and they're not even listening to my message. They're probably daydreaming about their workout spandex tights. They can't wait to go home, take off their jeans, and put on their workout spandex tights. Guys, seriously, be praying for those two guys, man. Like, they need Jesus bad. Guys, the point of all of this is we care about comfort. And the companies that design this stuff for us, Nike, they care about us being comfortable while we wear their sweatpants, or if you're Doug and Connor, tights. <laughs> American Furniture Warehouse cares about us being comfortable while we sit on their couch. Ben and Jerry's, I know for dang sure, cares about us being comfortable as we get fat eating their ice cream. They go to great lengths to make sure that we are comfortable because they care about it. Do you know who doesn't care about your comfort? God. In fact, God cares far more about your character because he knows that character and not comfort brings us closer to him. So if you're in here tonight and you're a note taker, that brings us to the title of this message. More character plus less comfort equals closer to God. Guys, this is not only the title of this message, it's also my one and only point of this message. I'm gonna say it over and over again. You're gonna get sick of it. You're gonna get sick of it. I want it to be seared in your minds for years to come. More character plus less comfort equals closer to God. I wanna tell you guys a little bit more about my story. I grew up in the church. I grew up in a very godly home. I talked about my family earlier. And because of this, I accepted Jesus into my life at a very young age. I was always loved, I was always cared for, I was always provided for. I was always taught God's word. My parents were youth pastors at one point, and my grandparents on both my mom and dad's side were pastors. As you can imagine, the church was all I ever really knew growing up. But even with all of that time spent in church, even with all of that time spent around very godly people, I still did not really know who Jesus was, and I felt distant from God. Shortly after I graduated high school, I discovered YA. Now this is a few years back when YA was called Fuel. Any Fuelers in the house? Some veterans, awesome. I found out about Fuel through a friend. And I started to come as often as I could. I started to come to that student center in the back corner of the creepy theme park called Heritage Square. Rip, no longer. Um, and it was at 
it was at Fuel that I realized that I was desperately searching for something. Because deep down, that I knew that there had to be more to my faith than how I was currently living it. There had to be. And Fuel helped me to realize exactly what that was. On the surface, everything looked good for me and my faith. And you know why? Because I was pretending that it was. Deep down, my heart was severely hurting. And deep down, I was struggling very intensely with an addiction. I genuinely felt like I was in a cage that I could never get out of. And God began to reveal to me that my walk with him was so extremely lukewarm. And in my heart of hearts, I knew it. I just never would have admitted it to anybody. I had one foot in, I had one foot out. I wanted all the benefits of being a follower of Jesus without any of the sacrifice. I was a casual fan of Jesus. I was far from a fully surrendered disciple of Jesus. I loved everything about what Jesus taught and I hated actually applying what Jesus taught to my life. Because actually applying what Jesus taught to my life wasn't easy. It was actually extremely difficult. It was extremely uncomfortable for me. I was very grateful for the grace that Jesus Christ showed me on the cross, but I didn't really understand what it meant for my life. And ultimately, because of all this, I was lacking in godly character. I was very comfortable in my sin. And I was very far from God. That's how I felt. I didn't understand that what God had for me was so much better than what I was currently settling for. I so badly wanted to have a close relationship with Jesus, but I didn't know how to get there. God began to reveal to me that I was, if I was to grow closer to him, it was going to be uncomfortable. It was going to take discipline to flee from my sin and develop my character. And I think on some level, we can all relate to this. We get so excited about the grace of Jesus Christ that pays the penalty that our sin deserves. We do not get excited about the grace of Jesus Christ that now paves the way for us to flee from our sin, obey the word of God, develop godly character, and live holy in light of his mercy. Instead, we abuse the grace of God. We abuse the grace of God by remaining in our sin because it's what we know and it's comfortable. Please, God, we do this, don't we? I know that I do. I treat his grace as a get out of jail free card. I treat his grace as a life insurance policy. Thank God for Jesus. Now I get to do whatever I want, no matter how sinful it is, because the price has been paid for. At least I'm going to heaven. Please hear this, YA. If this is the posture of our heart, we have drastically misunderstood the heart of our Heavenly Father, and we have drastically misunderstood the grace of Jesus Christ. 
the grace of Jesus Christ means so much more for our lives than we give it credit for. Our God is so good, and he loves us more than any of us will ever be able to understand. He knows exactly what we need, and he wants to give it to us through the grace of Jesus Christ. More character plus less comfort equals closer to God. If you have your Bibles, I would ask that you would turn to the book of Romans, chapter 6, starting in verse 1. If you don't have your Bibles, that's okay. Don't worry about it. The scripture is going to be up on the side screens. Starting in verse 1, it says this. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who die to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. I want to highlight a couple parts of this passage. The Apostle Paul says in verse 1, Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means! Exclamation point. How can we who died to sin still live in it? I remember the first time that I read this passage, I was absolutely wrecked by the Holy Spirit. God began to place a conviction on my heart, and I realized that how I had been viewing his grace was all wrong. And what it meant for my life was so far from the truth. If I consider myself a follower of Jesus, saved by grace, how can I still be living in sin if I die to sin with Christ? Just so I can continue to use his grace? No way. By no means. This passage in Romans should teach us that Jesus' grace did not just come to save us from the punishment that our sin deserves. Believe it or not, his grace also came to empower us to change. By fleeing from our sin and obeying God's word. And as a result, we develop godly character. And the best part about all of this the grace of Jesus Christ empowers us to do all of this and actually find joy in doing so. Instead of obeying the word of God because we feel like we have to in order to be in good standing with the Father, we obey the word of God because we know that we get to. It's a response to the goodness and the love that our God has shown to us. The same goodness and love that he showed to us through his son Jesus Christ on the cross. Doing all of this doesn't mean that God needs us to do anything for him. The work is finished, YA. Never forget that. Jesus finished the work on the cross. Because of the grace of Jesus Christ, we should want to obey God's word and flee from our sin. Because we know that if we do this, we will begin down the journey of developing our character. And if we are developing our character, that means that we are becoming more like Jesus. And if we are becoming more like Jesus, that means that we are growing closer to God. More character 
plus less comfort equals closer to the God. Because of the grace of Jesus Christ, living with a godly character is very much possible for us, and it ultimately will bring us closer to him. But the process of learning how to live with godly character will not be comfortable for us. It will not be easy. In fact, it's actually very difficult. The Bible actually tells us this. Hebrews 12 verse 11 says this. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. But later, it yields the peaceful fruits of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. The writer of Hebrews tells us that discipline, it sucks. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's not comfortable. It's painful. It's not pleasant. Or in other words, uncomfortable. And deep down, we know that it takes a lot of discipline to develop godly character. There's something that I know about every single person in this room tonight. Because it's uncomfortable for us, because it's not easy, and it goes against everything our flesh naturally wants to do, we try to avoid the transformation that is supposed to take place in our hearts and in our minds altogether. Because it isn't easy, and it isn't comfortable. We do everything in our power to make following Jesus and becoming more like him easier than more comfortable than it actually is. The truth is, the Bible never told us it would be easy. It never told us that. It says the exact opposite, actually. But it also, it also promises that if we are willing to discipline ourselves, if we are willing to get uncomfortable, we will eventually yield the peaceful fruits of righteousness because we were willing to be trained by it. I don't know about you, but I know that I want to yield the fruits of righteousness, or in other words, character in my life. Not only for my benefit, but for the benefit of the people around me and to ultimately bring glory to God. And I know the thoughts that we have, YA. I know because I've been there and I've done it and I still do it today. We try to avoid these things because it's hard, it's not fun, it's uncomfortable, it isn't easy, it's very difficult. But God has taught me that if we choose to fight and we are willing to try, that he will give us the strength and the grace to discipline ourselves, to obey the word of God, no matter how uncomfortable it is for us, and it will yield the peaceful fruits of, peaceful fruits of righteousness, or in other words, character, just like his word promises. If we are willing to get uncomfortable by fleeing from our sin and obeying the word of God, we will develop character. And if we are developing character, that means we are becoming more like Jesus. And if we are becoming more like Jesus, that means that we are growing closer to God. More character plus less comfort equals closer to God. Maybe this is you in here. Until now, you never knew that it's actually possible because of the grace of Jesus Christ to develop a godly character. 
And until now, you never knew that it actually isn't supposed to be easy to follow Jesus. Until now, you actually didn't know that it's a guarantee in the word of God that it will be uncomfortable. And in your mind, you still don't see why it would be beneficial for you to try any of this. And that's fair. I know what you're thinking because I've thought it. I was fighting that same battle years ago. Paul in the passage in Romans chapter 6 that we read earlier goes on to talk about how the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ allows us to put off the old and to put on the new. Let's read it again. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And I'm sure you're asking this because I asked the same question years ago. What is so great about the newness of life? Why put on the new? I'm actually really enjoying my old self. I'm actually really comfortable with my old self. Is it worth it for me to get completely uncomfortable, step out in faith, pursue godly character because I know that what God, that is what God is calling me to do. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11.25 that the enjoyment of the pleasures of sin is fleeting. Fleeting means lasting for a very short amount of time. So in other words, the Bible tells us that the pleasure that we find from our sin is momentary and it won't last. Jesus tells us in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, that he came that we might have life and life abundant. Abundant means plenty of something. So in other words, the Bible tells us that Jesus came to bring us life and plenty of it. More than we could ever need, it will never run out, it will never run dry. We will always find life and life to the full when we choose to pick up our cross and follow Jesus no matter how uncomfortable or difficult for us it is. The grace of Jesus Christ did not come to take from us, YA. It came to give us abundantly more than we could ever find by giving into our temptation and committing a sin and ultimately pleasing our flesh. The grace of Jesus Christ allows us to find abundantly more in pleasing our Heavenly Father. More character plus less comfort equals closer to God. Band, you can go ahead and come on up. So what can we take away from this? I can tell you this. God did not write us this love letter that we call the Bible because he wanted to keep us from having fun. He did not tell us to stop conforming to this world because he wanted to keep us from experiencing pleasure. He loves us, YA. He knows what is best for us. This book is filled with truth and direction. 
He, know, he wanted to show us what things to flee from because he knows what things will kill, steal from us, and destroy us. He gave us this book to show us what to pursue because he also knows what things to pursue, what things will bring us life, and life abundant. Please hear this, young adults. What this world has to offer you will leave you so disappointed every single time. Whatever we choose to conform to, the word of God guarantees that the initial satisfaction of giving into that temptation and committing that sin will quickly fade. And we will be feeling left so empty and so unfulfilled. God has so much more for us. He has for us what it's so much greater than what our sin could ever offer us. Our sin can only provide momentary fixes that will only ever leave us wanting more of something that will never truly satisfy. So again, you might be asking, is it worth it for me to step out in faith, flee from my sin, be completely uncomfortable, and pursue the character that I know God is calling me to? I'm here to tell you tonight that the answer is yes. It is so worth it to be uncomfortable by fleeing from our sin and obeying God's word. Because if we are doing those things, that means that we are developing character. And if we are developing character, that means that we are becoming more like Jesus. And if we are becoming more like Jesus, that means that we are growing closer to God. If we are growing closer to God, that means that we are gonna be more fulfilled. And the more fulfilled we are, the more that we are living life the way that he intended for us to live it. And if we are living life the way that he intended for us to live it, that means that we are bringing heaven to earth. And if we are bringing heaven to earth, that means that the people around you will see Jesus in you and say, I want that. I need that. That's what I've been looking for and the people around you will also come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It is worth it. It is worth it. More character plus less comfort equals closer to God. I want to read to you guys a letter that if I had the opportunity, I would give it to myself five years ago. The same Aaron who I told you about earlier that wanted so badly to be close to God but didn't know if it was worth it to do what it took to get there. Dear Aaron, I know you are struggling right now. I know life is hard. I know that you're doubting your faith and you feel distant from God and you don't understand why. I wanted to tell you that the decision you're about to make to fully surrender your life to Jesus is so worth it. I know you're battling addiction right now. I know you feel condemned, ashamed, and guilty. You know the truth, but the truth has not quite set you free yet. 
I wanted to tell you that every time you decide to not look at that computer screen late at night when you're home alone, and instead you decide to get on your hands and knees and cry out to your heavenly Father for strength to fight the temptation, I wanted to tell you that it's worth it. I know the battles and temptations sometimes feel like they'll never stop coming. And when you inevitably fall short at times, you start to doubt whether or not it's actually worth it for you to continue down the road less traveled. I wanted to tell you that it is. Get back up and keep fighting. Every time you decide to get uncomfortable and flee from your sin, you end up with an indescribable joy and peace that you've never had before. You end up falling in love with Jesus. And the things of this world become less and less attractive and begin to fade away because you discover that the things that he has for you are so much better. Don't be afraid to get uncomfortable. Never lose sight of the importance of developing your character. Because Aaron, you end up closer to God, just like you always dreamed you would be. I end with this tonight. This is the definition of character. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to individuals who are unwilling to get uncomfortable in order to develop a godly character and in order to grow closer to God are as follows. Discontent, no identity, lacking peace, lacking joy, lacking love, lacking full life, in bondage to sin, not walking in freedom finding no joy in being obedient to our Heavenly Father, absolutely threatless to the enemy of our souls. Distant from God. God does not want this for any, any of us. He wants something different for every single one of us. Listen to this. The mental and moral qualities distinctive to individuals who are willing to get uncomfortable in order to develop a godly character in order to grow closer with God are as follows. Content, sons and daughters, full of peace, full of joy, full of love, full of life. Chains of sin have broken off. Walking in complete freedom, we find so much joy in being obedient to our Heavenly Father and we are a huge threat to the enemy of our souls. And we are close to God. More character plus less comfort equals closer to God. So what is it for you? As I've been speaking up here, God has been speaking to you. And you know that in your heart, you have become so comfortable with the sin and you inevitably feel distant from God. Maybe for you, it's an addiction and you feel so hopeless, you feel so helpless, you feel like you're in a cage and that you'll never get out of. I'm here to tell you that Jesus is right here. He's waiting for you with open arms and he says to you, son, daughter, I am everything that you need. I will satisfy, I will fulfill. Why are you doing that? 
that will destroy you. I'm here so that you might have life and life abundant. Come to me. Maybe you're in here and you're in a relationship. You're in a relationship with, a, with somebody who's not a believer in Jesus. Or you're in a relationship that you're having sex with your boyfriend or you're having sex with your girlfriend before marriage and you ask yourself, why do I feel so distant from God? God is here saying, son, daughter, Jesus, I'm right here with wide open arms. I am everything that you need. I am everything that you've been looking for. I will satisfy, I will fulfill, that won't. Whatever it is that you're facing, it's not too big and it's not too much for our God. He will give you the strength and the grace to overcome if you are willing to surrender it to him and lay it at the foot of the cross. I wanna ask you guys tonight, are you willing? Are you willing to get uncomfortable? Are you willing to flee from your sin and fight for the godly character that he knows that, he, that you know he's calling you to? Because if you are, you'll end up closer to God. I guarantee it, his word guarantees it. Would you all stand? I wanted to give everyone a chance to respond tonight. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I have a couple questions that I wanna ask. You're in here tonight and as I've been speaking up here, God has been speaking to you. And you know that there is sin in your life that is holding you back. It's keeping you from experiencing the fullness of what Jesus came to give us on the cross. And you say tonight, I don't want it anymore. I'm willing to surrender it to him. I'm willing to lay it at the foot of the cross because I'm willing. I'm willing to be uncomfortable and fight for my character because I want to be closer to him. I want to be fulfilled. If that's you in here tonight, would you just raise your hand boldly, hands all over the room. We're all in this together. My second question is this. You're in here tonight and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. And as I've been speaking up here, God has been speaking to you. And you know that this Jesus is everything that you've ever been looking for. I'm here to tell you that this Jesus is the one and only son of the one and only God. He came down from heaven, lived a perfect and sinless life. He died on a cross for you and for me to forgive us of our sins so that we may walk in freedom so that we might have life abundant and ultimately heaven forever with him. If you're in here tonight and you say, I wanna accept that free gift, I wanna make Jesus Christ the Lord and savior of my life, I'd ask that you raise your hand right now. I wanna pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Jesus, God, I thank you 
for who you are and for what you've done for us, God. And I thank you for what you've been doing in this place tonight. God, and I come before you with the people that said yes to you and no to their sin. They said, I'm willing. I'm willing to get uncomfortable and lay it at your feet because I want to fight for my character. I want to grow closer to God. I want to find life abundant. Father, would you just meet them right now? Would you show them that you are all that they need? God, would you overwhelm them with your love and your grace? And God, I thank you and I praise you for the people in here who just said yes to your son for the very first time. God, I pray that would you meet them right now? Would you continue to speak to them? Would you continue to reveal to them who you are? Would you continue to reveal to them who they are in you? God, would you overwhelm them with your love and your grace and your peace and your joy? Would you tell them that you are everything that they need? God, and as we go into worship, I pray that you would remind us how worthy of praise that you are. God, I pray that you would be so glorified. God, it's our absolute honor you to wor- honor to worship you tonight. God, continue to speak to us in worship. God, seal up in the hearts what you've done tonight. Jesus, we love you so much. And we thank you. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that I pray. Amen. Let's worship. <laughs>